Hello and welcome to the Engineering YouTube and podcast. I'm Paul, your host. This podcast is all about Porsche and the cars and the people and the technology and the engineering that goes behind it. You'll find your Porsche stories, which is us, me, talking to you about your Porsche, your journeys and your life experiences with those cars. Tech Talk, which is all about the technical aspects of Porsche. Waffle, which is just me whistering on about basically anything with some friends. And Heritage, which looks at the entire journey of Porsche from the earliest days to the present day. If that sounds interesting to you, then stick around. Welcome back to the Engineering YouTube and podcast and welcome to episode 32. Welcome back. Right, one take. Let's do this. I'm not going to fuck it up. I'm going to get it right this time. So, um, right. This week is a Your Porsche Stories episode uh, and we're going to pick up with uh, Danny from Dan's Timeless Classics. This was recorded sort of back end of last year, uh, an event, um, a Legends Drivers Club event. Um, Danny, fascinating character. We chatted over Instagram a little bit um, and then getting to talk to him in person and I'll get into what car he has and, and more of the story after the intro but let's get straight into the intro so news for engineering then number 41 in the podcast charts check that out so uh it's not the highest we've been 16 is the highest so far in the uk automotive podcast chart um but it was a 16 and then dipped into the hundred and something um god knows what the the podcast after the 16th one was to drop it that low but um, and it's never really kind of climbed back up that high since. So seeing uh, the engagement rise like really noticeably in this last couple of weeks, I don't know what I'm doing. Somebody tell me. <laughs> Somebody tell me what I'm doing is better. I don't know. Um, but 41, yeah, I mean, it's like it's top 50. And at the time, uh, and I posted it on a story on Instagram, the uh, guess who was at number 36 freaking car throttle so it, i was as excited about the fact that car throttle was just ahead of me um and this little podcast this little corner of the podcast uh community that i'm in and yeah to get anywhere near that it, you know and alex kirsten such a lovely guy and obviously does such an amazing job in kind of just making everything a little bit more normal a little bit less um baller basically so yeah i'd be i'm, I'm honored to be kind of even close to that so massive thank you from me to everybody that's been listening um please do if you get the opportunity again i really want to push this so um, if you get the opportunity to write a review apple podcasts wherever you want to put it whatever you want to say um good bad you know what just yeah i know people say about putting a five star review in but and, and obviously you need a five star review because it climbs the rankings and all that stuff but you know what just be honest <laughs> just be honest tell me what you think um i think i'm doing a pretty reasonable job i feel i can get more and more confident even this right um way less of me thinking about what i'm saying and just saying i don't even know what i'm saying at the moment anyway so uh, to get on to the actual points i was going to make apart from saying thank you to everybody uh first one is uh catchpole so henry catchpole um i would say my favorite uh journo car journo just such a there's something calming about his voice it's it's kind of like david attenborough of the car world basically um really nice guy i'm desperate to have him on the podcast at some point and have a proper chat about his experience with porsche 
Um, we'll get there one day, I expect, or hope at least. Uh, but yeah, Catchpole started talking about the 911R being the most significant car of the last 25 years. And my instinct was to say, yeah, man, I love the 911R. What an incredible car. And, and I do think that. I think it's the sum of, it's more than the sum of its parts. It's It's one of those cars that, you know, it felt like less board level decision making and more um, pruning a level kind of and his buddies sat around the table saying well what can we do that's fun today on a Friday afternoon and then somebody slipped the bit of paper in with all the other bits of paper and then suddenly it got made it feels like that in any of those types of car I'm always a big fan of anything that feels a little bit like it's uh, like why did someone do that or that was a weird decision what you know anything like that Sport Classic 992 generation that feels a bit too marketeer for me. Sport Classic 997 generation, in my mind, fits into this same 911R thing. So I get where he's going from. But then I started thinking 25 years of, and I think it was the reference point wasn't necessarily Porsche, but just cars in general. I mean, that's a huge statement to make. So I guess it says as much about what his thinking is and how great the 911R is. But then I started thinking, well, 25 years ago takes us into first ever gt3 996 gt3 and then it, then you start thinking well that's metzger right so i i i'm so i'm gonna stick my um bearing in mind i've driven none of these cars so i i can't compare my knowledge to catch bowls i'm not even gonna try i'm doing this from a very much a superficial uh what i think's made the biggest impact to porsche um and I'm going to say Gen 1 993 GT3. Gen 993? Gen 1 996 GT3. Um, it's the first air cooled, first, God, what is wrong with me? Jumping between air cooled and water cooled. Uh, it's the first water cooled car. It's the first GT3 product that came out. Obviously, there's been specials before, but, and it's that set the tone for me from, from that moment onwards to everything to be have in the current modern day in terms of Porsche. So I'm going to stick it there. But I'm really interested to know what your thoughts are. You can ping me an email, info at reengineering.com or just show me a DM if you're on Reengineering UK on Instagram um, and Reengineering everywhere else. So yeah, but interested to know what you think. Is then there's the, do you agree? 996, God, I can't even get words out. 996 GT3 or 911R or what is it that, that, you, that for you stands out as the best, kind of most impactful, significant, uh, Porsche over the last 25 years do tell me and let me know um, again as I've said lots of times before in the podcast I don't post really on um, Renlist or, or 911 UK or any of the forums particularly I just I'm a, I'm a snooper I'm a voyeur um, and one of the things that I noticed was there was lots of and there always has been discussion around IPD uh, intakes intake manifolds now for those of you that probably less techy and you may have heard the name but you don't really know anything about it it's a fairly common mod and it changes the plastic intake manifold or inlet manifold depending on where you are in the world um, for a cast aluminium version and their kind of i guess usp is that it's got like dimples that are cast into the inside of the casting um, lots of sales stuff normally paired up with a gt3 throttle body or slightly enlarged throttle body for each car um, and this came up around the again 981 because that's 
that's what I have and so naturally my interest sits around there anyway um, but it was really interesting seeing that someone had paid uh, a Porsche OPC official Porsche Center to fit an IPD in there and fit an uprated throttle body and then found that it gave no power now what was interesting is the person was having a cob uh, tune applied cobra uh, tuning manufacturers a number of was it cob or softronic one of the two um, but there's a number of companies out there that do kind of really good mapping remotely um, for a Porsche and and they're great and they you know within a parameter get you x amount of extra horsepower basically sort of taking the um the thresholds of the safety you know obviously porsche want to work within quite stringent stingy safety margins and they just kind of use their experience and knowledge to know where you can expand out to in terms of a fuel map or an ignition map or whatever it is um so you get that you can eke out a little bit more horsepower um and then find that actually the company that they were working with or who had bought the tune from had advised them to take out the ipd and the throttle body so the bit that i want to get to and I'm, again i'm really interested to know what everyone else's views are i'm going to try and pick this up with mick actually and see what his thoughts are is is like what what is so ipd i really want to get ipd on and i really want to get a tuning company on and then discuss it and really like talk through because ipd have been selling these things for a long time right and they their marketing says they guarantee horsepower and they guarantee an increase in torque. Um, but then you've got tuning companies kind of suggesting that it doesn't really do that. And I don't know. It's So it's an interesting one for me. And I think it brings a bigger point. And I'm not, su not suggesting IP because there's no, you'd have to do proper scientific testing to prove one way or another each version of that um, inlet manifold and whether it's actually going to add or not increase horsepower um but it'd be really fascinating to see some back-to-back -back tests and then ipd defend it and see what they say um and it, it does sort of start thinking about actually this isn't the first modification i've ever heard of where people make suggestions i'm going to call knn out as a brand as well you know huge sweeping statements about increases horsepower or you know and broadly speaking in fact mighty car mods so you know not even a small youtube channel an enormous youtube channel one of the biggest automotive youtube channel and and they found that their knn filter that they put on one of their cars did absolutely nothing in fact i think it lost two or three brake horsepower so and yet they get away with marketing it as guaranteed increases in horsepower so it's tricky isn't it well i think the the thing to take away for me is be quite cynical it's your money it's your car it's got to add value otherwise don't do it what problem are you trying to fix if it's an increase of horsepower well what dyno proven ways to do that are there um, reach out to some of the companies that do tune cars regularly and do have you know really good working knowledge that are completely unbiased right and i think carbon softronic again like i said i can't remember which one it was are a great example of that where they, they, you know, there's nothing in it for them to dissuade you or persuade you into buying an IPD plenum inlet manifold. Um, so if they're giving you advice about taking it off, I mean, it's relatively trustworthy, I would say. So anyway, I'll be in, again, all of these things, by all means, reach out to me whenever you like. I'm always happy to have a chat. But that's one of the, it's the whole snake oil on cars thing, I think is probably a bigger piece we'll pick up another time.
to talk a little bit more about Porsche in the Park and uh, so I mentioned this on last week's podcast and I've probably mentioned it on a few podcasts actually um, super excited about this it's the first ever engineering live event ever ever I've never done this before um, am I going to be crapping my pants absolutely I am I'm definitely going to be sat there full of imposter syndrome wondering what the hell I've signed myself up to but what I do know is when I've sat down and having a conversation with somebody and I've done this enough times now through the heritage and tech talks that are both out on YouTube um, and on the podcast I love it and I really get something out of just having those conversations the only real difference is it's in front of a load of people possibly on a great big massive screen with a PA <laughs> oh god uh, you can tell I'm just going to start like squeaking or something but yeah that, anyway I am really excited about it and the, the great thing now is that both the morning session and the afternoon or evening session afternoon session um, there's going to be a uh, Carrera GT owner that I'm going to be sat down talking to about their in a heritage episode on the Carrera GT I'm hoping they'll have a decent level of knowledge way more than mine I'm sure about the Carrera GT and its back history and how they ended up buying one in the first place and then in the afternoon we've got Hartek um, who is that's going to be a fascinating and kind of along the same lines of snake oil really and um, what to do and what not to do in terms of tuning your car and but in their case it, I, I would imagine and again I don't want to preempt some of these conversations because I'd really like them to be organic and find their own path um, but actually start learning a little bit more about what's the real thing about ball scoring which cars are affected what do you need to do do you need to do um, both banks at once do you like all of that stuff I'd really be interested to find you know the, the truth out of it rather than just the internet law basically so um, so really both equal parts nervous and excited I think that's probably going to keep popping up those feelings I'm going to just share the lot with you guys right so none of this um, bullshit bravado about you know me being some sort of superhero and it doesn't of course it phases me you know this is the uh, maybe in two or three years time or five years time um, I'll have settled right in but for now I'm going to share all of the feelings about doing this sort of stuff but it's a big feel the fear and do it anyway for me. If you, if it's not challenging me, if it's not putting me out of my comfort zone and helping me grow, then I'm probably not pushing hard enough. So yeah, if you are at Porsche in the park, uh, look forward to that. Come and say hello. I'll be either I'll be in some engineering branded stuff. Um, merch is on the way, by the way. So there's that. Uh, I wanted to give a shout out as well because on a couple of the last episodes for Rem Builds, so on my Cayman on the YouTube channel, um, I didn't call this guy out and I have called out a couple of other people that I thought were my kind of reference points for ripping all the interior out or the work I've done on my own car. Um, and I could never remember the guy's name and because I have remembered it and when I made the effort to go and remind myself of who it was, I'm going to give Jeff Richardson a, give, a bit of a shout out. So... Jeff's from Australia and has a Boxster, a 901 Boxster, and decided to go and buy a, um, I think it was a water damaged car, with the sole intention of stripping it down and putting it all on YouTube. So, I mean, you could do that and, I mean, that's quite an investment, right, just to do that. I'm not entirely sure whether it was... Um, for fun or it doesn't seem like he's monetizing it because he's not made any effort in terms of branding and and the big presentation stuff it's very kind of low-key him showing you how something is removed and how something gets put back but wow like that guy could do it 
genuinely could do that as a job and i hope i don't know what he does but um so big fan a big fan jeff richardson of your work um hugely helpful for me and because i didn't put it on the on the youtube channel at all i wanted to give you a kind of proper um tip of the hat basically say thank you for for being an mvp for any of us that got 901s that are pulling things out and putting things back um yeah tommy l garage and also amateur with the other two references and test drive scotland so all of those people have been brilliant but jeff richardson all the detail uh next up the wild change in pricing so again as i've got a 981 naturally and i've said this a minute ago but naturally i start looking at 981 related stuff and cayman and boxster stuff quite typically um but the so collecting cars again if you're not in the uk collecting cars are a an auction site i think they're going worldwide now but at the moment it's the uk for sure a 718 gt4 sold for and a decent spec not some not you know a category write-off car or um something that's been crash damaged or anything like that is is totally legit 62 grand sixty-two thousand pounds plus buyer's fee obviously and i think that's six percent so there's a chunk to go on there but th man that's cheap that is so cheap so i don't I, I mean it's wrong time of the year right january early feb to start selling a car it's pretty miserable over here in fact it's pretty crap it's, it's like four or five degrees 10 tops and raining and miserable every day um so yeah it's not when you sell a sports car in the uk if you're from elsewhere in the world but 62 grand i don't know where that's going i don't know where it's going to bottom out I, that's lower or about the same sort of price as a 981 came in gt4 so yeah but i don't i don't know whether that's just an outlier i'm going to keep tracking it and see what happens but um yeah something's going on something's funny um new take on that's all I'm going to say about that because I'm so disinterested in Taycans. I really don't want to go any further with that. But yeah, there's a new Taycan out apparently. Frank Cassidy. So by far the most watched um, heritage tech talky kind of long, big long form conversations I've got on the YouTube channel right now. Um, I still when I look at because obviously I look at the analytics pretty regularly to see which uh, episodes have been the most watched. And that one constantly pops up. And I spoke to Frank about it fairly recently and said, mate, your episode just keeps going and going and going. And it's months ago that that was out. And I suggested to him, actually, the previous episode was really about him as a person, right? Boxing gas, megaphonics, oil cooled, you know, all of it, right? It was, it's the, it's really interesting to, to get his backstory and learn a bit more about him because I felt like he was a bit of an enigma and just the knowledge around him wasn't really there and i found him to be such a pretty humble guy and we just found you know a natural kind of way of talking to each other and it just all felt very comfortable so i said to him well i think there's an extra step here and that is to start looking at um one of the cars you know and do a heritage but he's been running niners unplugged now his his uh, youtube channel for quite a while and had loads of people in and talked to them about their cars and learned about what their approach has been, including my own car. So my, my 981 was on Niners Unplugged. Um, I kind of want to flip the script a little bit and, and see what he wants, you know, talk, get him to talk me through um, one of his cars that he's particularly proud of. In the previous episode, 
he'd mentioned about Black Betty and Olive was on the ramp at the time, his um, his back date. But I really want to pick up on something, yeah, like maybe Black Betty, because he was so passionate about it, but it wasn't there at the time. So so we, so we, Frank said, yeah, let's do it. So in September this year, 2024, we're going to just shoot another episode and it will be on um, one of his cars and more of a heritage and a bit of a feedback on, you know, what's he learned? Are there any common things he's learned from doing Niners Unplugged for this amount of time? Which is, again, it's, it's been really successful for him, Niners Unplugged. Not a surprise at all. So that's going to be coming later in the year. Uh, the only real thing that I'm going to mention from here before we get stuck into the Your Porsche Story episode is Mick. Mick's been on the channel lots of times now. Uh, he will continue to pop up from time to time and I'm going over to see him tomorrow. Uh, we're going to sit down and record next week's podcast tomorrow. No, totally lying out my ass. Saturday. I'm going to pop over and see him Saturday and then we'll sit down and have a conversation and record next week's podcast. So... Um, if you've got any particular topics that you want us to talk about or anything you're, you know, our opinions, if they mean anything at all, if you want to, yeah, again, send me an, an email or uh, reach out over DM. So info engineering.com or, um, yeah, DM me and let me know if you want us to pick a particular topic for that. Um, I'm going to leave it there, though, and start going back to the Your Porsche story. So Danny, Dan's Timeless Classics, he's a massive 996 guy. Um, he is kind of like the go-to in the UK. If you want to source a 996, I mean, the guy knows literally the codes for the different chassis types, um, all the tiny little details that you would, you I mean, I would definitely miss for sure. Um, and it's what's really interesting about that is that, broadly speaking, I kind of make generalizations or sweep, you know, generations of cars into buckets. Um, and just making the assumption that there are midlife tweaks or there aren't subtle differences between each one. And, and it's when you get to speak to somebody like Danny, who really knows their onions and is very, very kind of like full adenoids on the go, massive nerd, um, in the best way possible, right? And, and he's like that with aero-kitted 996s. So he's got one that's kind of in build as a um, hot rod outlaw whatever you want to call it track car um and i'll let him explain that in the episode in a minute and he's got another one which is kind of his more usable daily as well um and he's helped you know a number of people um the forensic detailing channel john that runs that again i'm going to go and see john and talk to him about his experience with porsche because he's had two now um, a c4s and his current aero kitted car um, John's really keen on doing something we're going to sort something out for that soon definitely somebody you can rely on to find you a good car um, and obviously as these cars get older and older they're harder and harder to come by especially the ones with some of the weird bits like the on the back again I didn't know this on the back bumper there's kind of spats basically they stick slightly off the bumper I would never know this but apparently they're really rare to get hold of them for Porsche they're an absolute fortune so if you can find one of those aero kitted cars with the spats that stick off the rear bumper that's a big win apparently um, all of those sorts of weird kooky little things though I feel like I'm getting towards that with 981s for sure I'm sure if you if you drive 928s or 944s transaxle cars in general you know you're probably way more clued up than most people on those sorts of things and if you you know drive a 914 
um, then you're probably all into that and know all the details. But it's, it's, it's like you think Porsche is nerdy and then you go a level below that and you start thinking about the different types of Porsche. And then about five levels below that, you know, there's, there's those super nerds that are kind of figuring out all the tiny little spec details. So at that point, I'm going to stop rabbiting on. I've done 24 minutes and it's still a miracle how I managed to do 24 minutes. Um, and yet every week I surpass it. So I don't know whether, whether that says something about me or you listening to this. But as I said, I'm hugely appreciative. For now, though, here is Dan uh, from Dan's Timeless Classics and his 996 kitted car. I'll see you back at the end. I finally found him. So let's go and chat to Danny and his 996 kitted Carrera. I'm gonna do the wheels lighter gold with polished lips. It's I think that's a good idea, Danny. All right, here I am. How are you? See you right? Yeah, I'm well. I'm well. You've okay, got to I've take got a your text, I think, just a minute. Just ago. saying, I'm mooching around. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm gonna yeah. do another 15 minutes and then shoot off. But I didn't want to leave yeah, without doing that's this. Right. So yeah, that's, um, that's the OEM car. Well, OEM-ish. It's very close to OEM. It's a couple of little naughty tweaks, but other than that, it's pretty standard. Right. Before we get into your this current car, mate, so yeah. talk me through, because this is part of your Porsche story, so this is yes. kind of, t like, so talk to me about when you were a kid, why Porsche, where did it come from, where did that start? In your yeah, life? I think for me as a kid, the first Porsche that came into my life would have been the, do you remember there was a company called Athena that used to make posters? Yes, mate, yeah, 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 Athena? yeah, very well, very well. The, the, the most F40, probably, yes, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. the red Chester Ross, the red 911 yeah. wide body. Yeah. Uh, so the net, the red 930 turbo was the poster car on my bedroom wall. Right. Lamborghini Countach, yeah. Ferrari Testarossa. It's a white Countach, right? Yeah, yeah all yeah. red one all in a black one. frame. That's it, yeah. And then I had the Tonka toy version, you know, the 118 scale on the window. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there was always a love for Lamborghini, Ferrari and Porsches, like most yeah. kids. Yeah. Um, and then I sort of, as I became old enough to drive, I did all the hot hatches and then I, Joined the whole V-Dub program, mm. that Mark II Golf scene, which I'm it's still a dub yeah, that kind of stuff. And I think, generally speaking, when you speak to a lot of the guys, we've all evolved from the yeah, V-Dub yeah, scene, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is why we're into stance and lowering it and yeah. bicolour wheels and flushing bits off, less mm. is more, mm. you know. So I think the VW scene is what led me to Porsches. Um, and, you know, I got my first one, which was just a Boxster. And I bought it as a cut as a as a motor. Yeah, as a motor trader, I bought it to sell it to make a profit. Yeah. And I thought oh, I'll smoke it round for a bit, and I just didn't realise how good they were. Really. I just had no idea how good they were. And how? You know, when? When was this? How long ago was this? Oh, 2010, 9, 10, okay. something like that. Right, right. Um, but I had driven one before that for my wedding. I hired the Athena car, a nine three. Did you? wide body in white so you got their beautiful photos yeah, so yeah. nice yeah so i had i had a a, a, a nine an air cooled and funny enough driving that was quite disappointing as really in the, yeah in the sense of i guess by that point i'd owned like m3s okay and, yeah uh, i'd already owned an e46 m3 which is quite it's a pretty car. peak isn't it yeah, yeah amg mercedes right and then you'd got into this classic car and it just wasn't as good as I hoped. It wasn't as fast as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Sort of felt a bit, bit boaty. Boaty, yeah. the, the way the clutch pedal comes out of the floor was a very stiff, especially in traffic. Mm. And it, mm, it didn't quite float my boat. And then I bought this Boxster. I was like, oh, now Different that's game. really, yeah. that's a really sporty sports car. Um, so then automatically, 
I want a 911. Right. And I want a water called 911. Right. It's the first one of them. It's the 996. Yeah. And yeah, and it's just started from there. And you so get when the was this? One. When, what was that point? What year, roughly? Was that? Uh, that was after like? having that Boxster, sort of 2010 time. Fine. And then I didn't get my first 911 till 2015. Okay. Which was a C2. Again, bought it to sell it. Yeah. A C2, bog standard S reg, really bad paintwork, tired, mm. 130,000 miles, mm. running a bit lumpy absolutely drove the wheels off of it yeah. and just couldn't believe how good it was yeah 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 but it wasn't even very a shed -y version yeah but it was good. sheddy but it was so fast and fun and good i remember going straight into a car park and trying to do a donut in it and it just went straight round lovely and i thought oh, i love, love it. it i love it <laughs> you know this is the m3 36 46 yeah, all over yeah, again yeah. yeah so immediately knew that's what i wanted but this car wasn't very nice so i just flipped it Right. Took the money out of it. it was so like but that's so right? For knowing that you wanted seed, that yeah. car. But 100%. And then um, automatically then looked for a better one. And something more interesting. And a Targa come up in okay. 2016. Still a 996. Yeah. yeah. One previous owner. Gen 2 mm. Targa. Colour? Uh, Arctic Silver. Arctic always silver. end up with Silver. Yeah. Black inside, but big spec. Bi-colour, sport designs, Xenons, Nav. Bose, everything. Boxes, yeah. yeah, electric heated seats, me memory seats. Uh, so I was like, yeah, that's the one. So bought that, kept it absolutely concourse mint and original, never modified it. Right, right. It had okay. a sports exhaust already, yeah. never tracked it, really like, oh, you know, look after it. Mm. Uh, and then I wanted something to be a bit more racy and bought a C4S yeah. at the same time. I love those things, mate, yeah. And then well, I was really, stood behind one, actually, really yeah. disappointed with that. No, yeah, really? yeah, yeah. So I assumed that that was going to out-hand or out-drive the, the Targa, oh, right, yeah, but yeah. it didn't. The C2 ah, delivers the power better. It's just better acceleration out the corners. Yeah, that squat it was the back. It's just a better car to pedal. So, um, you're right, buddy. Um, so I just stuck with the C2. I just, the C2 was then my thing. Um, right. And then I knew I wanted a Gen 1 again. Right. They're both Gen 2 cars. Yeah, yeah. And a house move made me put both cars on the market. Right, as it does. The C4S sold straight away. Uh, I managed to find the rest of the money and kept the Targa for another year or so. Right. Um, and then I started doing all the show meets. Yeah. Stuttgart, the Porsche Club meets, mm -hmm. the Fair Mile pub. Yeah. And I was in then. And all I kept seeing was... Uh, the, these like GT3s or Aeros and I was just obsessed I've got to have one of those I've got to get a Gem 1 Aero or a GT3 um, so I managed to move some money about and I worked out I could borrow so much because interest rates were low yeah. I'm going to get a GT3 gunning for a GT3 um, but I didn't have 90 grand 100 grand like most of them so yeah, yeah. I found one for £69,000 and I think I got him down to 67 and a half. Right. black done 90,000 miles looked mint went all the way up to oxfordshire to look at this car yeah. and it was absolutely dead tired oh was it said it's never been tracked and it had the nurberg outline on the boot where it had to in the window yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah the thing was stone chipped to death all the door cards were worn I looked yeah at yeah brand all new the, fresh tires but all, cheap shit yeah, it, yeah all the arms were knackered all the inside of the disc were lit. I was like, oh my God, this was stretching me beyond my So it's 67 grand, but you yes. only spend 10 on it. Yeah, and I thought, I'm going to have to rebuild this car. Yeah. And yeah. then I just got this crazy idea that instead of buying a GT3, which really I couldn't afford because mm. I had to borrow the money to most of it would have been borrowed. Mm. I could probably go out and buy an Aero for 20 grand. For sure. And build it 
Absolutely, you can. Lighter, yeah. faster, yeah. and better than a and GT3. And less likely to be smashed a bit. Yeah. yeah. So I did. And then that's when I found... And that's so what we got here, right? No, that's no, this. not this oh, one. The right. first one. That's DTC. Yes. So the reason why it's called DTC, it's not just Dan's Times Classic. Yeah. DTC is my version of a GT3. Got you. So I aim okay. to build the lightest, fastest C2 Aero. So the plan is, it's going to have an engine swap eventually. But the plan is lighter, which I'm already lighter. I think I'm sub 1300 kilos already. Wow. My no, new target is now 1200 kilos. Yeah, yeah. So we're going carbon roof, polycarbonate rear screen, more weight coming out of it, uh, big rotor brakes, get a bit more weight, center weight off the wheels. And then the plan then, uh, is next year it's gonna have a full martini race livery. And then I'm right. gonna, it's gonna be a track car next year, purely yeah. pretty much a track car. Right. So I'm planning to do at least 10 or 12 tracks in it. And then after that, if I've blown the engine up, or if I haven't, uh, I'm gonna put a four litre GTS Boxster engine in it. So oh, I'll, be in, okay. I'll be in the realms of 450 horsepower, maybe yeah. 500 brake. So why, why naturally aspirated? All the options you could have picked. Why, why that? Why that? Because car? the cup cars run four liter, five hundred horsepower, Fine. naturally aspirated engines, Fine. and weigh eleven hundred kilos. Yeah. So I want to follow that suit. Right, it good to so then it's lighter and faster than a GT3. I think you'd probably be able to find a crate engine. Uh, a crashed car will be easy. Yeah, right, okay. because there's a lot of technology you've got to get off, yeah. and the technology will restrict the car from starting like the clocks, the keys, the immobiliser system, yeah, yeah. the free ECUs. You've got to get past all of that. Mm. Um, and to get it to run on standalone, or can it run on part standalone and part oh, 996? Right. So these are questions that haven't really been answered yet. So it's going to be a proper engineering Yeah, project. it is, yeah. So the plan is to buy uh, a salvaged front-end damaged 4-litre Boxster yeah, yeah. or Cayman. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and then sell off all the parts I don't need to recover some money. Yeah. So that then the, what's left is the engine, potentially the box, the loom, engine and a few you. bits that you can use, and then get it to a point where we can push button, get it on push button start. Yeah. So that you don't need. There's no clocks. There's no key. Yeah, yeah. We're on like literally on a switch. So basically keep stripping fires. stuff out until yeah. you've got that, the least yes. amount needed to get the, the car ready. Get all the sensors off, all the oxygen mass yeah, sensors. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously I'm going to put an induction system. It's going to have a gnarly exhaust mm. and stuff like that. Mm. So get all of the technology off of it so that this crate engine, then is a crate engine that yeah, runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we know it's from a car. So we've got all what we need. Mm. And then the fabrication side of it to put it into that car. Right, which will be interesting because, of course, the, the, the thing that's most, con not confusing, but we're going to turn the engine around because the Boxster and the Cayman run the engine the other way round. Mm, mm. So they run it with the Inferi belts and the drive, uh, the auxiliary belt runs towards the front of the car. Yeah, yeah. 911 runs at the back. Mm. So it's got to pivot round. So, I mean, in There's theory, it's a flat six engine. Yeah. But I think what we might find the difficulty is with power steering units, air conditioning units. So that again, we'll take a lot of that off. Mm. So we're trying to lighten things up as we so go. So you're saying we a lot. Is this, are you working with a company to do yeah, this? Yeah, I've got someone in mind if he's interested in doing it. He's he's a dubber. 
and you talk to anyone in the Porsche world and you say you want to put a modern day Porsche engine into a Porsche, they tell you, don't bother, don't waste your time, yeah. it's not possible. I come from the VW world, 30 years ago, we put supercharged R32 engines in Mark 1 Polos. Yeah, 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 for sure. So right, when yeah, you yeah. go to a VW engineering guy yeah, and you yeah. say to him, you want to put a newer Porsche engine in an older Porsche, he's yawning because it's so easy, he's so bored. Right. What he wants to do is put it in the front or on the roof or yeah, bolt yeah, yeah, seven yeah. turbos on it in a super. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because that's how far advanced the VW world yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Not scared of anything, No, right? we've been doing, I mean, the 180 Audi Quattro engines in Golfs has been going on for 30 years. More yeah. VR6 engine swaps. Absolutely. Long time. I mean, they are so plug and play now. It's something yeah, someone yeah. will do on a weekend. Right. Um, so, you know, it was yeah. all about being that first in the VW world. And, you know, this guy in particular is very well known in that world because he's created five of the only Polo 6N mm -hmm. 180 Quattro cars. So they're Polo 6Ns and he's taken the entire running system, wow. engine, box, drive shaft, the everything, the axles. And it's running full Haldex? Uh, yeah, on Polo 6Ns. Wow. So it's literally body lift onto car. Yeah, yeah. So for him it's like, yeah, just get, it to, do it. Just get it to a point where you've got rid of all the car and all you've got is this bit of chassis with this engine in it on a push button start, bring and it we'll, over and we'll, we'll do we'll the rest. Right. Wow. Yeah. So, mate, bringing you to because that's that's the 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 project. Yes, but so that's not what I was no. asking on, and I no, mate, I absolutely freaking love this car. Yes, yeah, so um, you saw this car at the uh, Brook Speed. Yeah, so yeah, ago. so the this car found me. So I buy and sell a few Porsches. I'm well known in the Porsche community to dabble in Porsches and find people cars. Mm, mm. And this car found me because this car belonged to a young man, same name as me born the same year followed the same car path as me mm. who sadly passed away about oh, five or six sad. years ago right and his parents have wrapped it up in the garage and right. it's just sat there for the last five or six years dad was going to own it brother mm. was going to own it they've used it kept it running done their mot's and servicing on it but they've never parted with it right and it was more they did try once and then changed their mind yeah yeah and it was because mum wasn't ready to let it go yeah 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 and then they've met me they found out my name's daniel yeah. and their son was called daniel yeah. they found out i was born 1980 their son was born 1980 right and our paths must have crossed like the whole max power world the v-dub the jack car scene yeah yeah we've yeah. done it all and how we didn't cross but we must have done i mean I built a famous BMW Turbo 25 years ago, and this Daniel had my poster of my car on his bedroom wall. Never, really. Yeah. So it was, um, it was sort of meant to be. There was that meant to be feeling of it. So obviously I met them. The car was very unique because it's got this terracotta interior, a factory aero car, and my initial reaction was I'm going to buy it to sell it and flip it. Yeah. Obviously I saw the car, fell in love. Yeah. Spoke to the family. Spoke to the family. Yeah, yeah. My wife was with me. She's very superstitious and believes in all meant to be things. Mm. When she heard the story, she's like, you're keeping the car. Right. You can't sell that car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, you know, spooky, we got home and a white feather landed on it. And wow. she was like, sold. So, um, so yeah. Uh, did, they, did the family, need, were they bought in as much as yeah, you were bought into it? Yeah, They were definitely. starting to kind of go, okay, you know, it feels all right. They were at go. that point where the money didn't even they mm. just wanted me right to give person. them the, 
a price that I was comfortable with that I would keep the car and do all the work that needed doing because sadly it did need some things it had it wasn't bad but the brakes were terrible brake pipe burst on test drive it, right. because it was just getting it needed Daniel was chucking lots of money into it doing it all and then of yeah. course he passed away yeah, and, it just and sat. all they'd done is sat or MOT sat MOT yeah, which is the and worst thing you can do yeah right? it's just not good for them so it needed major servicing it needed all new brakes it yeah, needed yeah. some paint work it needed money uh, and time and that's where i'm you know that was my thing so, so talk us through the spec mate because because obviously yeah. i've got some nice photos and some video of this but it's a uh, arctic silver 996 yeah. gen one it's the last aero. it's the very last of the gen one so it's a 2001 because most 2001s are a gen, gen two, 2 car yeah yeah so it's a 2001 xaa car so it's a factory aero car so most of the body kit and everything is standard mm. what's unusual about it is it has the terracotta interior which is which not that's what i yeah. fell in love with me i it absolutely the, love that it was thing. the launch color as you pointed out in one of your videos yeah. on, the, on the boxster in 96. it was a color that was around and used in the 90s but by the noughties everyone wanted black of course it is yeah. um so it died a death and it disappeared so it's unusual to get it on such a late car mm. and just unusual in general um conditions amazing yeah. did you do anything with the con yes to get it yeah to yeah it's been to Maguire's and had a full sort of day in the bay of like yeah, yeah. body restoration we clay barred it and, yeah um stuff i've had to paint the front bumper uh the spoiler's yeah. been painted right. i need to paint the rear bumper still uh so most of it's been paint restoration but some of it has been paint yeah um and then the interior was pretty damn mint i've just had to touch up i had to get the color made and of course, it's not just terracotta; it's twenty year old. Yeah. So it's yeah. going to have some just get some off the, damage. Of a code because it just. So no, I went to a paint factor, and he basically took a piece of the interior out, right? And he color matched it and made wow. it perfect, and we managed to get it to the point where um, you couldn't even know where I've put it and where I haven't put it. Brilliant. <laughs> aero. <laughs> That's his version of an aero kit. It's very good because he's it's not in the club. It's a very he's very, good. He's very bitter. He's not in the club. Stick with it, you'll find one eventually. <laughs> He's just giving out the bees. That's his car <laughs> there. He's a ducktail. Ducktail forever, yeah, that's it. But you know, we like to, you know, we don't no, dislike cool. them. Of course. Yeah, so, and then and then I just thought, so I've upgraded all the brakes. It's yeah. had a major overhaul service. I've done lots of mechanical improvements. It was really weird because I've got all the factory order and everything, and the car was factory ordered from new in 99 mm. by a guy called Don Henshaw. And I believe it's the Don Henshaw who was the Krispy Kreme founder right. for the UK. Right. And I know this because I worked at uh, Audi and I supplied Don a car and I remember Don wouldn't have a bland coloured interior or car. So I'm pretty convinced pretty it'd be the same. same right, and yeah. he lived in the same area as this one on the order. Wow. So I'm 90% certain it's him anyway. Has, he he got, has the car got a name? Has uh, he given it a name? Just XXA on XAA on this, sorry, on yeah, yeah. this one. Yeah, just I just I always title it. I think Andre come up with the idea of Terry because it's Terry Cotter, but I think she's a girl. I don't think she's a boy. Right. I think she's a girl. I think both my cars are girls. These two. Yeah, yeah. My Golf, my Mark II Golf's a boy. My Volvo's a boy, but I think the two Porsches are girls. 
I think they're I very pretty. I overheard you when you uh, when I walked over to you saying you're going to repaint the wheel centres. Yes. What so, kind of are they at the moment? So I uh, borrowed these wheels. So the, the original wheels on the car have been refurbed in just silver. Yeah. And sadly, they've refurbed the lips in silver like most people do. Yeah, yeah. They should be diamond cut. And one of the factory options on these cars, because I've got to this point where if I was sat next to Don and I was there when he ordered it, I'd have leant over and said, you've missed four things, Don. But uh, coloured centre wheels, grey or gold or whatever, just something, yeah. high colour wheels, yeah. Arctic back sports seats, yeah. Yeah. and MO30 suspension, because it was on standard suspension. So it's riding quite high. It was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, they, get, they, they nicknamed me at uh, Brands Hatch uh, Dakar Danny. Uh, the 996 Dakar <laughs> oh, and the mate. other thing I really would have done that he never done was the rear spats yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. no the one does option spats. as well right yeah. yeah because when you ordered these cars new if you ordered an aero kit it was 5,900 plus VAT for the kit it's a bit isn't it and you're getting a bumper a spoiler and a pair of side skirts yeah if you wanted the spats it was another 1100 more just for the spats just for the spats so I can imagine people were like no way I've had enough I'm not it paying doesn't need that the spats. it doesn't need if you're not going to yeah. give them to me I'm not paying extra yeah, yeah. for a bit of body kit this big on the back yeah yeah so they're very rare the GT3 guys didn't want can them can you buy them from Porsche still or nope. not nope. it all discontinued GT3 guys didn't want them because they're like well that's just extra weight why would I yeah, want that yeah. Yeah. So I don't want them. Mm. So no one wanted them. And like the fried eggs, they've become hated over the years. And now we're in this generation of all these interiors hated. These headlights it's hated. Trippy, mate, because we're going back around again, hated. though. Yeah. 944s hated. hated. 924s yeah. hated. Deja vu of the 964 here, isn't it? Totally, mate, yeah. Because that was hated. The 993 was hated. They all go through this hate generation. And this has come out of that now. So now it's like... We love Aeros, we love fried eggs, we mm. love Gen 1s, we love these neoprite green interiors and totally. terracotta interiors because yeah. we're bored of black. In a minute, we're all going to love spats, and I'm so confident. Have you I got love a set? spats, so I found a set, Brilliant. yes. So I'm going to, I won't put them on the other car because I've got a different, a different I'm going to do, do a GT cut bumper on that, yeah. but on this car, I'm going to do the spats because what I don't like on this car is the exhaust line. You see how you I see agree. the side of the and exhaust? It, what is it, in a dance or something like yeah. that? Yeah. You shouldn't see that. I agree. And the spat covers that. Nice. So from here, if you were looking now, you'd only see the tip, which is all you want to see. Yeah, yeah. So the spat resolves that problem, which is what the design was. It carries the line and it hides totally the exhaust that. side. Um, it's not so noticeable on a standard tailpipe, although you still see the belly of the exhaust, the box. Yeah, yeah. Which you shouldn't see. And I just think they were always designed to have the spats. Yeah, yeah. I just think Porsche thought there was a winner here on an earner. They took the piss, and we basically. Yes. Yeah, yeah. These kits shouldn't... So this is an XAA kit, and the spat is XXA. They right. should have just been just one Just thrown it thing, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. And fitted them. So, you're, so you've got a set of wheels that have been refurbed. Yeah. They're, they're going to go back on. Yes, they're going to go back on. So they're going to be diamond cut lips, which is factory correct. Yeah. And the gold is going to be more Porsche. This, this we think, is something more like a Subaru gold or something. Okay. So yeah, we're going to yeah. do a BBS gold. Right, with, okay. And they, the wheels are made by, by BBS. BBS. Yeah, are, so yeah. it would be factory correct to be right. BBS gold. And diamond cut is correct to be diamond cut. Perfect. So I want to keep this car as factory as possible yeah, but yeah. the ultimate spec if i was sat next to don and i just Mate, you, what you, what you want is you want to bump into him and yeah. then go why didn't you that's my freaking car yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want and that and then they say 
Oh, you went for those extra bits. Yeah. I like it now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Arctic back seats, the spats, the gold centre wheels. I didn't see if you had done the seats already. Has that been? No, that's no, next standard seats. So right. yeah, try and find terracotta sports seats. Impossible, mate. Yeah, the yeah. odds are I'm going to end up buying just a tatty set of any colours. And, and then have them retrimmed, yeah. Because I keep thinking that I might be lucky and find a Boxster because Boxster S's will have sports seats yeah. and they'll probably be crusted. Yeah. And the Boxsters, because that interior is also known as Boxster Rouge, mm -hmm. have that interior and I might just get lucky. Possibly, yeah. Find a car, yeah. I'll buy the whole car, yeah. swap seats, sell the car. And then I've got my Love seats. Um, but if that doesn't happen, I'm in no rush for the seats because they're mint. Um, but I'm in, a, I'm in a rush to do the wheels <laughs> and the spats. But I can't get the wheels done this side of Christmas, unfortunately, I don't think, because no one wants to split them. No one wants to do diamond cart. I mm, found someone mm. that will do it, but I've got to split them, and he's too busy now till second week of December. But that's fine, because winter's coming, and you know. But for next season, she'll have the spats, the wheels, and hopefully at some point next year, the seats will come. Well, I'll be following him, yeah, sure. Um, what's your, your Instagrams? Dan's Timeless Classics. Dan's Timeless uh, Classics. I'm on Facebook and YouTube as well. All yeah. Dan's Timeless Classics, hence the DTC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and even this number plate is Dan Tech because my car company that I buy and sell cars is Dan Tech Trading Company. There you go. So Dan TC. And really randomly, I've got a toy business as well. And some people say, oh, Dan's Toy Company, Dan TC. Love it. So it's all ties it's in. It's all, all ties in. You've, uh, you've yeah. given it a lot of thought. Um, I, I really enjoyed talking about your car, mate, and yeah, I've enjoyed yeah. learning a bit more of your backstory, and I'll definitely be following, so yeah, no, um, I appreciate big thanks. It. Yeah, definitely. I know you're a big fan, because obviously I saw, Massive your, fan. I saw your video, and you were like, whoa, look, whoa, first car, I, what a start, look at this, look yeah, at this. And I, and it, yeah, you yeah. know, I didn't know we were going to end up having a chat at Goodwood, but um, yeah, honestly, I, it's these Euros have just come on so strong, so I yeah. source cars for people. People pay me, I charge £250 for a physical inspection, and I charge... Uh, up to £250 to find you a car right. and I'll go through I'll buy the car for you and everything I'll yeah, do all yeah. the negotiations because right. I know these cars inside out of course um, and I've done it to a few so in that aero lineup, the black car I supplied that car and you're specialising in 996 996 986 997 987 because they're the cars I know not Best. everything about but most yeah. so there was three cars here today yeah. other than mine that I supplied to customers today yeah, yeah. So there was a, a box, two boxsters, a 986 and a 987, both previously supplied by me. Um, so it's fun, you know, I really enjoy it. And the demand for aeros now, oh my God. It's lifted up, right? Yeah, and the kits, because you know, the thing is, the cars are one thing, the kits are a whole nother ball game. Mm. Porsche, anybody that copies this kit, Porsche are on them. Are they? The, 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 me, the lawyers are out. Porsche are unreal. If you put, Porsche brake caliper sticker on eBay and sell it as a Porsche brake caliper sticker, you'll be shut down within 24 hours. If you do any other brand of car, it's fine. But you do a Porsche a one. Trip. If you go on there and search for one, you'll see yeah. people do VW ones, BMW. Yeah, yeah. They never mention Porsche. Right. But if you message them, they all do Porsche and ones. I bet, and I bet they put like design or something yes. in the Porsche, yeah, yeah. Uh, the font, they just, same font. Just stay away from it. So these aero spoilers, a Chinese company came up, Taiwan company came up with a carbon one. They were on eBay for a few minutes, they disappeared. Did they? No one's done a front spoiler, you know. And they're no trying to litigate in China, yeah. I mean, fair play. Yeah. They're trying to do um, that. So obviously they're just shutting it, they don't want people copying them. So now you've yeah. got this mass of aero fans 
And most of these guys have got their own 996 already that's right up to date. They love their car. Mm, all mm. they want is the kit. Yeah, they yeah. They don't want a whole they car. They don't want to go hunting in front of the car. No, no, they don't want to start all that again. They yeah. like their car. Yeah, yeah. But they just want the bumper and the, the bits. I get it. So the demand, so recently on eBay, a rear taco wing in America has just sold for $5,000. What? Because the Americans were more obsessed with it than we are. They're always ahead of us. In this yeah, car. no, I get that, yeah. And the 996 Aeros out there are boom. Uh, my uncle's bought go. one, it cost him $40,000 for an Aero C2 out there. So there is a market for hunting around in Europe for left hookers yeah. and then exporting them out to the States yeah, then. Yeah, big sure. time, yeah, definitely. And the other thing is, is I'm getting to the point now, I'm starting to make offers on tatty Aero cars that are probably a bit too tatty and a bit too rough. Yeah, yeah. And that it's not worth spending the money to make them nice. Criminal as it sounds, I'd break it because the but the money's in the kit. Yeah. The engines make half the value of these cars. Yeah. The other half is coming from the front bumper spoiler Wild, and the it? side skirts. Everything else is free. There you go. So the profit is the interiors, the wheels, yeah, the lights. Yeah, yeah. It's all got a monetary value. It has. So yeah, so I found myself recently bidding on a few category cars that are, that are all repaired, yeah. but just to harvest the bits off, yeah. Basically, un-aero them. I know it sounds criminal. Not really. Um, yeah. But because there's a demand for the parts, there's so many people that want them bumpers. You know, mm. boxster guys want them as well. It's not just 911 no. guys. Yeah, that's it. Well, on that note, thanks ever so much, uh, Danny. I really appreciated your time. Um, and you can catch Dan's Timeless Classics everywhere by the sounds of it. Yeah. And if you want a car sourced, any kind of 996, 997 generation or 98 version of that as well, then go and have a look at his youtube channel and all of his uh, socials as well thank you so much danny for your time You're much appreciate it mate Cheers, take Thanks it easy down. Really appreciate no worries it. take care well i hope you enjoyed that episode it's so funny i remember i vividly remember that day and I remember that uh, that Danny had, um, he could have gone on for hours. And I think I was starting to try and, because I wanted to see it, to see other people basically in the show at the time, um, gently trying to wrap him up and bring him to a close. And, and he, he could have kept going and going and going. And I think, you know, I'd love to have him back on at some point as well in the future. And we'll kind of, I'll just let him run, you know, let, you know, get the full nerd out and see where that goes. Um, so but a big thank you to Danny. It's lovely to chat to you, mate. And um, yeah, we'll do it again, I'm sure. Uh, at this point, though, I'm going to say have a lovely week. Have a lovely weekend. I hope you're having a good one. If you're not, if you're not having a good time at the moment, and not everybody is, you know, it's it's for lots of places. Um, it's cold and wet and damp and a bit miserable. You know, if you can get out and enjoy your car, if you can't get out and enjoy your car for whatever reason, then try and spend some time with friends and get out of the house. Um, just be social if you can. And if you're not into being social and you, your thing is spending time alone and just having a bit of a think, then then do that. But look after yourselves and make sure you're sort of, yeah, just doing a good job of doing some self-care. Um, absolutely fine to do that. And um, I will see you back next week. Thanks ever so much for listening. Um, thanks for getting the, the podcast to number 41 in the UK automotive podcast chart. Um, and let's see if we can beat that in the next few weeks. Take care for now. Bye-bye.